Welcome back. Wake on up, pour some coffee, and get ready for some pro wrestling punditry. It is the Winkley, and I am your managing editor, Nick Hausman, back for another dose of pro wrestling talkie time. And uh, man, that was going so well, and I ended it with talkie time. And of course, when I do talkie time, I like to do it with my good buddy, Justin Labar. Justin, welcome back to the Winkley. I refuse to be part of talkie time. No, you love talkie. Who doesn't love a little talkie time? That's what we're going to do here today. What happened to the news you can use, news that leaves a bruise? That's the transition I do when we go into the news segment. I mean, I'm going to say it later, but this is, you know, at the top, you know, have a little fun. Relax a little bit. Get people's ears a-popping. Can't we call it something less juvenile? Like, can we just say, like, chit-chat? Chit-chat? I mean, come on. What are we, like, in a 1970s hair salon? What are, you know, what are we doing here now? Talkie time. What are we, in first grade? You know, I've been really into that Jim Carrey kidding show. I finally caught up on it. Have you seen that? I have not. Oh, it's good. It's good. It's like a real dark Mr. Rogers. It's like if Mr. Rogers was like, you know, uh, a really angry, bitter person, you know? Is, is Jim Carrey funny anymore? Because, like, I've seen – I mean, I, you know, like, I, I watched the thing. I'm sure you did because I know you. I, I watched the thing, like, where he, like, it's like 90 minutes where he sits and talks. He reflects on the whole man on the moon mm-hmm. being – playing Andy Kaufman thing, uh, which was fine. It was, what it, was, it was what it needed to be. But, like, all the other movies he's been doing recently – and I say recently, like in the last like five to ten years, seems like it's just it's not the old Jim Carrey comedy. No, oh, man, it, he's he's he's. I mean, he's depressed. He's definitely like very, very darkly depressed. And uh, you know, we're getting a more indie version of Jim Carrey. You know, it's funny because I did host the uh, the talk with uh, Jim or not Jim Carrey, uh, Jerry Lawler and uh, Jim Ross um, a couple months ago here in Chicago, and uh, I got the chance to sit in the green room and, and talk with Jerry a bit about exactly what you're talking about. And he's like, I'm, he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm worried about that guy. You know, <laughs> like, he's like, I think he's not, I don't think he's well, you know, you're not. Yeah, the only I, mean, one. I mean, I mean, how many high profile comedians do we need to hear about who are dealing with depression? And then we all know how that story ends. <laughs> we all do. Well, some of them in darkly, right. As I do my homage to, to good morning Vietnam at the top, but some in better, you know, and honestly, part of me doing the, the, the good morning thing for me is, you know, I, as a comedian, you know, I've got my own issues. I go get my brain scrubbed every now and then, as you should, everyone out there, if you are, are dealing with things. Um, you know, but it's a way to kind of acknowledge, you know, somebody that, that dealt with stuff. You know, I feel like I've dealt with sometimes in my life. And, you know, just like Robin Williams did. I mean, that guy was obviously didn't end well for Robin. But he was, a, you know, people that understand uh, what it is to really be sad oftentimes are those that want to bring joy to the world the most because they know what it is to be truly sad, and that is the dilemma of the comedian. I know you pay homage to Robin Williams when you do the whole good morning thing. Have you thought about putting your own spin to it and doing good afternoon since the podcast technically drops in the afternoon? Nah, no. (laughs) (laughs) It's too much fun for me. Uh, Anyway, what a great talk to start the day here. Uh, I guess a little (laughs) depression awareness (laughs) way to start the show. Uh, We're going to have some fun. We're going to talk about pro wrestling here today. And uh, I am backlogged on interviews. Uh, So we are getting, uh, you guys are getting two uh, interviews every day this week. Uh, I couldn't be happier to be dropping the two I've got on the show today. Uh, the first one we'll air is my interview with Phoenix. Uh, I did it live, in person, a sit-down interview from MLW's Intimidation Games here in Chicago this past Saturday. Uh, it's really, honestly, the first time I've had I've heard anything uh, from Phoenix at length about you know the crazy success him and his uh, Lucha brother Pentagon have had recently. Uh, so I hope you guys will enjoy that. Justin, I know that you... Uh, you were talking to me just before the air, and I cut you off. You were telling me that Phoenix and Pentagon were, were just in your backyard recently. 
Yeah, they were here in Pittsburgh uh, on the south side. Um, last Thursday, there was a show at, at a place called the Rex Theater. So it's like a very kind of like small club, intimate kind of feel. Um, I don't know what the capacity was, but I, I you know, know more than probably, you know, two or three hundred at most, I would think. Um, but yeah, they did a show here. The guy that was running it was Sam Adonis, who obviously, you know, has made some name for himself, so, you know, some with some controversy. But he's been real, real popular in, in, in Mexico as a heel. He's yeah. from here in Pittsburgh. He's the brother of Corey Graves, for anybody who didn't know that. Um, and Sam was kind of like promoting it, putting it on, on. And, you know, it was kind of a treat because it was, the main event was Sam Adonis and DJ Z up against Pentagon and Phoenix. And so, you know, it's kind of like one of those, like, probably in a couple of years, as all of their careers continue to flourish, It'll be one of those little things you look back, and if you can find copies of, of you know, clips of the match and pictures, it's going to be like one of those, oh, like, I didn't know those four guys ever got in the ring together and, at one time, and, and they did. I was un- unfortunately unable to attend. They gave me a great invite, which I appreciated. Couldn't attend um, due to prior obligations, but uh, just off the charts, everything I've heard and the clips and stuff I've seen was uh, they lived up to the hype. So. Yeah, and, and Sam Adonis, I actually work with Sam here. Uh, he does Warrior Wrestling in Chicago, uh, as does DJ Z, as does the Lucha Brothers, everyone you just mentioned. I've seen them. They wrestle here every other month or so. Sam Adonis, man, you say controversy. He goes down to Mexico, and he's like a uh, MAGA Trump supporter down in down in Mexico. I mean, this guy gets heat. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's, he's yeah, not scared. That's, that, that's the that's the gimmick. I mean, but they know, like, like if he did it here in the U.S., it would it would it would hit too much of a real nerve. He did he, it, man. The, he did. He did it here at Warrior yeah. with Del Rio, of no less. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, but I mean, it gets heat in Mexico. But it's kind of like they they just know how to take it. Like they're still going up to him asking him for his picture and autograph. I don't, they they kind of like get it. They kind of just get that it's, um, you know, probably you know. But I mean, yeah, he's a Sam's a. Sam's a really interesting guy. He's super smart. I mean, you know, he's again a guy from from uh, an east suburb here in Pittsburgh, and now is down in Mexico City making a name for himself. Has become fluent in Spanish. He's just he's really intelligent. He's fun to talk to. I, and I, you know, he's had a hell of a career for you know being thirty or late twenties, whatever he is. I mean, he's already had a you know, WWE developmental deal. You know, did that whole shtick, you know, Mexico, the Trump stuff. It's just been, yeah, it's been a hell of a ride for a guy who's still got, you know, his peak years ahead of him. Super, yeah, super talented guy and, and not scared to go places. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, well, so, uh, get back to, I guess, where we all started here. Phoenix, right? Uh, Phoenix is going to be on the show, uh, later after the Phoenix interview. Uh, I also got to sit down, not in person, over the phone, but talk to Eddie Edwards, uh, who recently re signed with Impact Wrestling. And it's a chat, uh, largely about Eddie, uh, and his quest to become the face of a major promotion like Impact Wrestling, which is something that he's always really wanted to do. And, you know, if you know anything about Eddie and his spot right now in Impact Wrestling, he's pretty close to getting there. And I guess living out the dream he always wanted to have. So I hope you guys enjoy that a lot. And yesterday, of course, I did mention uh, Ring of Honor, World Arm Wrestling League. They're working together for Matt Taven's Arm Wrestle Kingdom. It's going to take place at Festival of Honor the night before the MSG show, or, or the day before the MSG show. It'll be in the afternoon. Um, for an arm wrestling, pro wrestling exhibition featuring stars of ROH, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and uh, I will be emceeing that on behalf of WAL alongside Matt Taven. So I'm very proud of that, and I would love to see some of you guys come on out uh, and enjoy some some fun pro wrestling, arm wrestling stuff uh, at the Garden the, the day before the G1 Climax. Uh, all right, let's get to it. The news. News you can use. News that will leave a bruise. See, I did it. Do you feel better now? Yes. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, Wrestling Observer uh, reporting some very sad news here in the early day, early hours of the day. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa 
the current NXT champion. Uh, after a week's worth of speculation about what injury he is dealing with, it sounds like he is officially going in for neck surgery in a few days, and he is going to be out for a long, long time. It could be anywhere from 6 to 14 months based on uh, what surgery they do. Uh, he is likely to vacate the NXT title uh, at maybe, I don't know if he'll be at the show or they'll announce he's vacating it at next Wednesday's NXT tapings. And, of course, it does look like there will be a new NXT TakeOver title match uh, at TakeOver. Uh, Justin, what's your take on this uh, very unfortunate news about Tommaso Ciampa? Yeah, very unfortunate. You know, bad timing. It seems like um, you know, the last last year to 18 months has just been uh, solid gold for him. And then obviously him and Gargano now starting to appear on Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, you know, so yeah, bad timing for him. I mean, you know, the guy, you know, the guy's going to be, I think he's going to be 34 coming up this spring. So, I mean, you know, depending on if it's on the, the longer side of, of, of rehab, if it's, it's, if it's closer to the 14 months, I mean, you know, we're talking this guy could be 35 until he's, um, you know, back in the ring, which isn't, you know, which is, you know, there's plenty of guys on the WWE roster currently that are over 35. I'm, I'm sure Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle would probably be like, what, 35 with neck surgery? You don't think the man can go? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, you know, the biggest thing about this, obviously, I have no, I mean, you know, Ciampa is such a talented guy and, and he's such a smart performer. He's not a guy who has to, you know, do a bunch of flips to kill himself. He's such a, um, a ring psychologist. He's, he's just so smart. So that's not going to go away. That's the good news is that he can come back at age 34, 35, whatever it is. And he'll still have that. And I, and I have, and obviously I'm sure there'll be a place in NXT triple H will make a spot immediately, right? When he's ready to come back. Um, you just, from the physical side, you know, and obviously Stone Cold Steve Austin, maybe the one of the most famous cases, you just hope that, okay, here's a guy again, who athletically and physically capable of a lot, which we've seen, you hope that this does not, um, limit his catalog in the ring, uh, to a point. Now, Steve Austin made it work. Stone Cold went from being one of the best workers, uh, in his era, to coming back and he was just all personality and pretty much resorted to punch kick middle finger luthes press stunner um and, and was you know and was you know picked and choose what he would take in terms of backflips and such from certain guys um they pile drivers of course uh so you know you just you just hope that this doesn't provide this doesn't end up being too much of a uh, setback for him of course you know want the surgery to go well want the rehab to go quickly but not just quickly but you want it to go you know complete you don't you don't obviously you definitely don't want to tempt fate uh, or risk fate and come back right. too soon and make things worse. So, yeah, unfortunate timing for sure. And now the big question, as we'll talk about, is what what happens now with the title? Yeah, uh, as we go into takeover, what will be the new title match? Of course, uh, it was supposed to be Ciampa versus Gargano for the title here. Uh, DIY, DIY heads up. Uh, I would guess uh, Gargano would would stay in the number one contender spot, or uh, but I don't know. You know, he's made the transition to the main roster now. Uh, he will no longer be tagging with Ciampa. Uh, obviously, so I don't know if they want to keep him up uh, on Raw and SmackDown, or you know, let him be the guy down at NXT for a while. I mean, it has been conspicuous that they've put the the sole spotlight here really on Ricochet and Aleister Black, and Gargano has, uh, well, I guess all puns intended, faded to black a bit here uh, with Ciampa out of the picture. I mean, do you see him uh, going back down to NXT after getting a little rub from TV and, and being to, being the guy down there for a while? Well, I think if it's Triple H making the option of making the call, of course he you know he doesn't want to. Doesn't want to lose Johnny Gargano for, you know, one of the biggest NXT shows of the year, um, you know. But it could be a little bit of a blessing in terms of it might be a chance, you know, because you know we've talked about the past weeks. Uh, obviously, the su somewhat sudden nature. It seems like it was very much, you know, uh, chiefed by Vince decide to bring Black Ricochet Gargano and and right. Ciampa to Raw and SmackDown just weeks after having the other wave of random call ups. 
uh, you know, we talked about, okay, what does that do for Triple H and his TV and the trickle-down effect and what have you. So with Ciampa being out now, this might provide Triple H a little bit of an out uh, to maybe say, okay, look, you know, Gargano worked being in the title match because of the, of the history of him and Ciampa, but maybe this is not best, or maybe Vince is going to use Gargano more. I don't want to burn him out. I don't know. I, there's probably a lot of factors. So, you know, yeah, you could keep Gargano in it and, and find a, a new opponent yeah. for him. Yeah. You could do, you know, you could do a tournament. I, there's a lot of things they could do, but it might be it might be a little bit of a creative out for Triple H and his team to reset based upon what they've had to deal with in the last four weeks. I would say tournament, but man, there's too many tournaments it is. Oni Lorcan pointed out on Twitter the other day that he's in two tournaments, two WWE tournaments right now. He's in the Dusty Rhodes Classic and the Cruiserweight tournament at the moment. So, uh, you know, and you're right, blessing in disguise. There are a couple guys that immediately pop out to me uh, that would be a very different style champion. Of course, Matt Riddle um, would be really cool. I mean, kind of like the NXT mini Lesnar in some ways. I think it would be fun to try that out. Um, but also, I'm a big punishment martinez fan and he's a big imposing dude he's got that kind of dark goth look that i know triple h likes a lot and uh you know he he's a heel or could be a heel here very imposing heel that guys like keith lee and riddle could chase into um i i would i would definitely entertain the idea of uh, maybe trying him out in that role as well well i'm a huge punishment martinez fan myself i you know i mean punishment martinez obviously matt riddle has, has really come on and and and, and, and done good things uh, with the hype that he's had behind him, you know, Adam Cole's there. Um, you know, I mean, there's no shortage, certainly, of, of I mean, whatever they land on, I have, I, I don't think that we'll all be sitting around questioning, going, oh, that's the best Triple H to come up with. I'm sure we'll be excited with whatever they come up with, because they have uh, plenty of options, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, you're right, though, there is, a, there, are, there are a lot of tournaments, uh, uh, there are a lot of tournaments going on, but again, if WWE, and especially, if, again, if, as we speculate, if NXT is Fox-bound and tournament is a very sport kind of thing, all True. sports are, are tournament and, and a playoff bracket, essentially, so uh, maybe a tournament isn't a bad thing. Yeah, and tournament finals at TakeOver certainly would be a, would be big. Uh, it just feels like there's just a lot of tournaments going on right now, so that's all. Uh, anyway, sending our best out to Tommaso Ciampa. Very sad news to, uh, to have here to start the uh, Wednesday show. Um, but let's move on to something more positive here. We have a new United States champion, Samoa Joe, last night on SmackDown, defeated uh, R-Truth, Andrade, uh, Andrade Cien Almas, and Rey Mysterio to become the United States champion. Uh, I believe this is the first title Joe has held on the WWE main roster. And, uh, it is. It, yeah, and I'm just very happy for the guy. I'm a little surprised that they cut Truth's reign short, but it, it didn't really seem like it had much bite. I think having the title on Joe... Uh, especially rolling into Mania here, giving him a chance to find a, a good uh, opponent um, that he can work with uh, makes a lot of sense. Well, our truth has been such a good performer, and I know that um, him losing it last night caught, a, myself included, caught people on social media off guard to the point of, you know, the kind of fun <laughs> references and inspiration that he's drawing from John Cena. It, I know there was, there was a lot of chatter last night before that that before the finish of the match of maybe. Truth keeps this challenge going, and John Cena answers it at, at WrestleMania. Uh, obviously, that doesn't seem like that's going to happen now. Good for Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe is a good performer. WWE certainly in the past seems like um, they didn't necessarily think the most of Joe, and that's just based upon the amount of pins that he's took in different situations. But now, giving him a title, um, I'll tell you what, what, what kind of solidified it with me with Samoa Joe is you know, he wins, wins that match, good finish to the match. Uh, and then the promo that he cut, which I believe was a lot, it looked like it was live. It did not look like it was something that he you know, did a bunch of takes for. It looked like it was a lot, or, you know, and, and he did that promo backstage. Um, and I, I can't recite all the lines to it, but I just remember watching. I was like, whoa, that was really, really good. 
the, yeah. what his delivery, the the, the, the vocab, the, what the, what he actually said. So you know, good for Joe. And yeah, now you wonder. Okay, assuming Joe has the title going to Mania, this is this will be um, the first. I believe it will be the first Mania match ever for, for Joe. Yeah, and uh, it'll be interesting to see who they pair him off with. You know, everybody seems to be finding dancing partners right now. Uh, last night, we also saw on SmackDown the return of Mustafa Ali uh, to action. He ran out to save Kevin Owens as he was being attacked by uh, Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan. Uh, big reaction here to Ali. Uh, I, I know that he came back over the weekend and was wrestling Daniel Bryan. They have put this guy right back into the, the title mix, which I was a little nervous about after you know he lost his spot there to, to Kofi Kingston due to injury uh, but they are not stopping with the momentum of Mustafa Ali what do you uh, make of this return and how he's positioned well certainly good that he's working Brian at live events and certainly good that he made his return on TV in a in a, in a main event segment um, situation but you know I'm not going to get too excited again well you know that, that I mean it's good it's better than it's better than you know showing up and just doing you know, one of the pre-show ma- matches, you know, before they even start taping SmackDown, of course. But, like, you know, let me, let me see what this means. Come, You know, is, is he, what is he doing at Mania? Is he, just, is he just a random guy in a battle royal? You know, let me, let me see what this truly means. Um, again, it's good that he's working live events with Brian. That's, that's obviously a valuable experience to gain. That obviously means that, you know, he's, he's, be, you know, he's, he's working with, with one of the top guys who, you know, as we've discussed, Brian seems to be exercising some, some pool. So, I mean, that's never a bad thing, but, you know, I'm not going to get over, I'm not going to say, oh, look, you know, Mustafa Ali is going to be challenging for the title after Mania. You know, man, I'm just not going to go that far. I, I don't, you know, here's the thing is I think it's a very interesting dynamic heading into this Sunday's fast lane because, uh, as was pointed out by Brian, uh, the New Day was not at SmackDown. They were doing a promotional uh, tour in India, but they have, no, the New Day has said they're going to be sitting ringside uh, for Fastlane, or they'll be at Fastlane, I guess is what they said in the in the video. So you got New Day in the mix there, and then you got Ali. And, you know, to me, I can see some kind of schmoz finish here at Fastlane leading to all four of these entities uh, colliding at WrestleMania. I think they're, I think they're setting up a, a multi-man world title match here with Daniel Bryan. And uh, on just on you saying that and on paper, I wouldn't hate it. I, I want to see the execution of, of getting to it if that's what if that's if what you're saying is what happens. Uh, but yeah, I think and I think that would be very uh, it would be a very um, fitting mania match for SmackDown's world title, given uh, you know SmackDown's identity has has been so much of okay while it's while it's the Lesnar show of not showing up to Raw with his world title his universal title, you know, over here on SmackDown, you know, as we talked about, we're seeing fresh matchups. We're seeing guys like a Kofi guys like Mustafa Ali getting these, these matches against the champion. So, you know, it would, that would be a very um, accurate um, payoff at WrestleMania for the SmackDown, you know, world title WWE championship. So Uh, great. Uh, Well, uh, we will follow this story into tomorrow. uh, What is going down with the uh, WWE title, of course, going into Sunday as well with Fastlane. Um, The Wrestling Observer is reporting that despite rumors, Dean Ambrose is indeed still leaving WWE in April. A newly announced dark match for April 20, the April 22nd uh, edition of Raw is advertising another Shield reunion. Of course, they're going to be uh, wrestling uh, this Sunday at Fastlane as a unit. Looks like there is going to be one more possibly final Shield match uh, here at the end of April. And... um, it's it this is you know this this is just an update i mean i know it's just i'm really just saying this to clear up the rumors because i think a lot of people still feel like they're getting worked about the ambrose uh you know departure story i mean do you feel do you feel like we're getting do you think we're getting worked justin i don't i'll i'll say that 
this is not what I expect. You know, this is not what I expected. But again, I don't think that I don't think that you know WWE. I don't think was planning for a Shield reunion um, in the, the second week of March. You know, again because they didn't. They weren't sure when they would have Roman Reigns back. They've been blessed to have Roman Reigns back. So they're doing it. You know, I certainly you know as I said weeks ago. I figured they would do kind of the traditional thing, which is have him lose, have him do jobs. Uh, Ambrose, of course, um, you know, lower his stock, so to speak, on his way out. Um, now he could do the shield reading on the Sunday, and then they might just put him into obscurity or have him continue to lose or what have you for the final weeks that he's around. I don't know, but I, 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 I think, I think he is gone. I truly do believe that he, you know, he was just kind of done um, and and ready to be gone. Uh, it was interesting they mentioned on commentary this past week. Renee, obviously, was his wife, so. There's a lot of things about this that are that are that are unique to the situation. Of course, WWE commenting on it as we discussed weeks ago. Yeah. When it hit when it hit the the, the internet. So I mean, there's a lot of things. I mean, I don't I don't I don't blame anybody or I don't call anybody stupid for for speculating that this is a work. I mean, it is pro wrestling. But right. if you're asking me to if you're asking me to make a bet, uh, my bet is he is legitimately gone come the month of May. What do you what do you think the logic was behind bringing up his release on Monday Night Raw? I was really surprised that they said that and I was really surprised by uh Renee Young's comment about how he's off to greener pastures, you know? Well, you know, yeah, it was it was a very very unexpected and again, kind of unprecedented dialogue that they would have about somebody who's on their way out. But I also think that sometimes I think that we we all just in general maybe think like I, I think we all sometimes forget or just don't know that the live play-by-play commentary on Raw is obviously is not scripted down to the sentence. So there are times those three just they're just in the moment and they're just reacting. I mean, certainly I know Corey Graves has said things that they haven't been thrilled that he's necessarily said. He just said it, and all you can do is ask for forgiveness after the fact. So yeah, I don't think it was any premeditated like okay, we're gonna plant the seed tonight. Maybe I mean it, maybe it was, but I really don't think it was. I think it's just. They're in the moment. They, yeah, they're out there for three hours. It's a lot of TV time to be out there live uh, without a break, without a bathroom break, without a, without, without a reset. I just think it was what it was. A little too much uh, stream of conscience there from Renee with that greener greener pastures line. I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, you mentioned Roman Reigns. Uh, Roman Reigns, by the way, good news as far as Roman goes. Uh, he revealed yesterday that he has uh, – actually, this, this aired as part of the Chronicle – uh, that happened on Monday night uh, that I just got to the news today on. Uh, but he revealed that he has CML leukemia. Uh, the life expectancy when he was originally diagnosed with this leukemia was three to seven years, uh, which is when a doctor looks you in the face and says that, that's uh, terrifying. That's a nightmare. However, um, there are these new tyrosine kinesee inhibitors. They're an oral pill that you take daily, or I don't know how often, and they've allowed people with CML leukemia to live a normal lifespan, to, to live, I mean, this is like a miracle pill here. And so Roman Reigns, it sounds like, went some, from getting some very grim news uh, to going back to living a, a normal life, which is an incredible story. And I also thought it was interesting in this um, piece, he noted that when he was meeting with Make-A-Wish kids, he would let them in and know that he was also battling leukemia which i which i think is a very cool thing of him to be doing and i'm surprised it honestly surprised it, it never got out um any thoughts on on this awesome story about reigns and his uh, ability to to fight off this leukemia yeah it is like a miracle pill and it just goes to show you and kind of reinforce if you're um, you know anytime you hear about fundraisers and, sh- and and proceeds going to benefit cancer research and I, and I think that the shirt that Roman's been wearing with his logo also tied into leukemia logo and I, I, I think I think 
revenue from that shirt, profits from that shirt are going towards um, are going towards research. It just goes to show you that that it does it does mean something. That I don't know when this miracle pill became um, became available and became uh, a re- you know a regular realistic uh, medicine to deal to deal with to fight leukemia. But but whenever it did, obviously at one point it wasn't around, and obviously again, funding cancer research has led them to this 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 result. So that's it. Just goes to show you, it, you know, if, you, if you're putting a few bucks towards something. Like this, you know, it does matter. It does, you know, save lives. Uh, you know, we'll we'll jump ahead here because you're talking about philanthropy. So I'm going to flip the last two things here on the on the script for today's show, uh, the news segment. Uh, Vince McMahon uh, has moved up to the 691st spot on Forbes' list of the world's wealthiest people. Vince McMahon, according to Forbes, is worth 3.2 billion dollars. What's interesting about this is last year. He was valued at $1.7 billion, meaning that his value went up $1.5 billion in the last year. Um, I would lo- I, I'm going to have to dive into how that man doubled his wealth in a year. Uh, I, would have fe- I have a feeling the new tax code might have uh, leaned his way. Uh, but what was interesting here was that he gets a 9 on the self-made scale, meaning on a scale of 1 to 10, they see this guy as a self-made billionaire. But on the philanthropy scale, he got a one, a one out of ten. The but what a the only thing lower is zero, as in no philanthropy. Just kind of interesting stat about Vince. I mean, you know, look, the guy obviously figured has found a way to successfully get a big pile of money here. Doesn't sound like Vince is giving a whole lot back, though. Well, no, he's not. Um, I mean, he's not <laughs> obligated to. No, he's um, not. And, he's not. And and and, and I'm just. And I don't know. I mean, I, I saw the, I, I saw this. Obviously, I knew on the script that we were going to talk about this. I don't know anything about uh, the, the, the different measurements they do to determine. Okay, like, okay, it's a one or it's a two or it's a three on, on the philanthropy scale. But you know, they might not take into consideration things that he, may, you know, anything that WWE may do in terms of whatever they might do in in terms of giving back, or maybe you know, or what gets labeled to him solely as an individual or what gets, what's philanthropy just being done by the company in general. I don't know, but he's not <laughs> obligated to. And yeah, I mean, the fact that he doubled, doubled. Um, what's and the other thing that's crazy. So where, where did he, was it 691? Is that what you said? On he the is list? number 691 on the list. It's crazy. It's crazy to think we all, we all revere and know that Vince is worth so much money because you know, he's very much a focal point in all of our wrestling lives. And it's crazy to think that there's 690 people that are richer, <laughs> richer than him in the world. That's nuts. That's a very small number. That's like a small city up in the hills of Colorado, right? Welcome to Billionaire City. Uh, that is a uh, that is wild. I I genuinely I'm gonna take some time this afternoon to figure out how this man doubled his income or value in a single year. That is a uh, that's insane. Uh, all right. Lastly, here then on the run sheet before we get to our interviews for today, Lacey Evans and Natalia are the latest Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch. These two have started exchanging shots on Twitter uh, ever since uh, Lacey walked out uh, during Natalia's match on Raw, uh, saying Natalia's taking shots at her for not wrestling. Lacey's saying, I'm not going to wrestle non-champions, which you are, you know, back and forth. Um, and now some people are speculating this could be Evans' first WWE main roster feud. Uh, Natalia is like the gatekeeper for talent that they are interested in, in, you know, heating up and bringing to the main roster. You know, they paired Ronda Rousey with her. Um, they paired Ruby Riot with her. Now Lacey Evans. I think this is, a, if that's the direction they're going, how can you call it a bad thing? Natalia's great at this. She's kind of like the, 
the women's division version of Dolph Ziggler. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. she's just she's credible, she's reliable, she's been around uh, for a long time. So yeah, it's like kind of like we'll put you out there with with Natty, and uh, if you can't if you, if you can't work with Natty, then you know I don't know how much hope there is for you. And you know, but if you can work with Natty and and uh, and she puts you over, then that's a that's a good credibility uh, mark on your uh, resume. At this time, it is my pleasure to welcome to the show somebody I've been wanting to do a one-on-one with for a while now. It is the one and only half of the Lucha Brothers, Phoenix. Phoenix, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. Uh, thank you for the interview, guys. I really uh, feel so happy, and I'm excited for the interview, and I want to say thank you for your time. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, I'll start off just by saying, I mean, how does it feel to be one of the wrestlers bringing Lucha Libre back into the spotlight in North America? I mean, you guys are tearing it up right now, you and Penta. Wow, just I want to say <laughs> thank you for your words. Uh, <laughs> uh, I feel great. I feel uh, mm, grateful uh, with everybody, with the crowd, with every crowd, every state, all the country, all the world, because accept, how I accept the Lucha Brothers concept, uh, the style, and everything, and of course the the people, the companies. All around uh, Lucha Lucha Brothers made uh, or put high the name of Lucha Brothers. Just we do all we like it, like wrestling. Uh, we love the business. We love the sport. Uh, it's a life for us. Yeah. We we eat uh, lunch, lunch, dinner. All time is wrestling. Uh, just we surprise all we we can do. Yeah. Uh, all we do, uh, but. Every day, every day we do uh, something is with all the passion, is all with all the love, is with thinking uh, for the crowd. Just is I think is the the first thing more important, the crowd, the fans, all the people buy our concept. Man, it is so cool uh, to hear you talk about that passion. I mean, I've been hip to you guys for about a year and a half now, right? I mean, I feel like it's only been in the last year or so that you've really taken everybody by storm. I was sad to hear that you got injured, I thought, at AAW a little while ago. How Can you give everybody an update on how you're feeling physically right now? I mean, did you get hurt? Or yeah, uh, I'm, I'm feeling great. Uh, two weeks ago, I have a little injury, uh, some accident. It's wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and... Uh, and two months ago, uh, before uh, before December 2018, I have a muscle strain on my leg, right? But now I feel good. I feel great. Uh, Lucha Libre make me make me 100. <laughs> percent Do you worry that you're pushing yourself too hard? I mean, you're working MLW. You're working Impact. You also all people wherever want to watch me and yeah. my brother too <laughs> are you worried you're pushing yourself too hard or do you are you just taking everything that's thrown at you and just riding this ride i think it's a hard work because uh, wrestling is nothing easy but just i feel just alive uh you know yeah i think i'm feel more sad or more bad if i not do wrestling yeah right just the days off when I be at my home. Uh, the first day is chill day. The second <laughs> Do day you is. You have chill days? I feel like you're wrestling every <laughs> yeah. day of the week. Yeah, chill days for me is like all day in the bed. <laughs> Just <laughs> watching uh, movies, watching something, hear music. I love the music. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Uh, the next day is uh, this inspiration. It's like, ah, I wanna wrestle. I wanna training. I wanna do something. I wanna do wrestling. I wanna do lucha. 
But we understand uh, we need a rest because we hard, we work hard, and uh, we are in a. Every company it's now we've you are in every except WWE yes you're in every company yeah because the contract said not <laughs> we can do this <laughs> maybe the contract said other thing maybe we can do have this. they reached out to you guys I'm sure that they've got to have they must have shown interest in you at some point WWE yeah uh, I don't know I think uh, the time the time is coming up uh, the perfect time is coming up I don't know if it's WWE it's I don't know. The moment now I live, I, I, I feel, is the best because I can wrestle whatever wrestler in MLW, whatever yeah. wrestler at AEW, and AEW, and Japan, and England, and Mexico. Uh, I'm freedom. Just like, I love it. <laughs> I mean, I'm free. I love it. <laughs> it's, cool, it's cool that you say that, but I mean, you know, AEW is this, like, AEW is like one of the hottest things in pro wrestling right now. No offense to MLW. MLW is a great company. I'm so excited to see you here, but... They're positioning you, like you and Pinta, as huge stars. I mean, you're positioned as huge stars everywhere, but I mean, you and the Young Bucks, what you guys are doing right now is some really interesting stuff. It surprises me to hear you say you don't really know where you, you could be in WWE. I mean, I feel like at some point you've got to pick a, a home, right? Okay, now you, you, you're talking uh, one uh, important thing. Now the box and the Lucha Brothers work on uh, on the line. We wanna we wanna do we wanna be uh, the tag team main events all the world. Yeah. Because nobody company, nobody sh uh, wrestling show have has a tag team like a like a big stars. Yeah. No. Just they're not like the main always event. Always the singles. Right, always. Always the heavyweight champion. Always the heavyweight champion is is the face of the companies. Just we're working on that line. We want to change the game. We started with a different style, but we want, at some point, on some moment, the face of some company are attacking. Yeah, that that's we working now, and we wanna we wanna do more big, and the rivalry with the Jumbox is it's amazing. Yeah, two wrestlers, incredible wrestlers, but no better than us. Yeah. So we can show John Box, uh, AEW, uh, whatever these guys wanna wanna wrestle with us. Uh, we always put the hundred percent of Lucha Brothers in the ring. That's incredible. Uh, well, I'll close here. We talked about AEW, but let's talk about MLW. That's why you're here. I know. I don't know if everybody else just heard, but they told you they want yeah. you to go in the back. Um, you know what makes MLW different? What, uh, why, why do you like working here? The 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 first time when I be here in MLW on a make me incredible feel incredible is when uh is the first company and uh to do a, a style a style and mix the lucha libre and the wrestling completely right. right complete is the i think it's the the company number one uh with more luchadors with yeah. more mexican luchador or luchadors with mask yeah uh and that is a lot. That is the big thing I loved uh, about MLW. Uh, put the, the better position of the luchadors. Some people not like the luchadors or think because we come from Mexico, we can do nothing or it's a we are. It's yeah, a different yeah, yeah, yeah. style. It's not for everyone. But MLW yeah. believe in us. Yeah. MLW put the luchadors in good matches and good position, and that this is why MLW are. 
in that position. Yeah, I agree. And you guys are going to look like rock stars tonight. Sold out here in Cicero, very Hispanic Second community. time. <laughs> Second time. Yeah, you guys we, are a big part of that. We are. We, we feel so proud. We are, We feel so, so happy because every arena, every building, every city, uh, every state we are, uh, I don't know from where, but Latino people come to us. They find come you. Come to watch us. And, and the more incredible that uh, uh, American people, like watch or uh, look look at us, like I don't know. I feel so so happy because we are Mexican and and the way we we have uh, some racist times and blah 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 blah. But you're talking generally, right? Yeah now yeah in yeah yeah. In general. Yeah, generally. No wrestling, just, just generally. generally. Just yeah. Because you are Mexi Mexican, people look at you different. But in wrestling, it's so different. And now we change all, all big things. Because if you're talking about Lucha Libre in America or wrestling, two big Mexicans are in the fucking line. Dude, absolutely. <laughs> and that makes me so proud. You are a role model. You know that. There are kids out there that look up to you and stuff. You and What you and your brother are doing right now is incredible. And I, I applaud you Thank guys. Because you. you're right. This is a tough time right now. With some of the dynamics right now, and you guys really are role models, and I, I think I it's really great. appreciate your words, man. And just I want to say thank you to to you. My pleasure. To you, uh, all the old social media, all the old fans, all companies, because just know our wrestlers. The business is you, the social media, the crowd, the, all the fans, the people put the ring, the people put the chairs, because that's I do before. That is all I do before. Yeah. Just for that reason, I understand from where it start the business and where is the end. Yeah. Because before I be a wrestler, before I be Ray Phoenix, the Mexican, I put chairs and all the shows in Mexico. I put a ring, I know tie ropes, so I know I need to say thank you for all the people in the business. Yeah. So, thank you guys. My pleasure, thank you, they're playing us out, literally. Thank you. Thank you. At this time, it is my pleasure to welcome back to the Winkley, a newly re-signed Impact Wrestling talent. It is Eddie Edwards. Eddie, welcome back to the Winkley. I'm happy to join you again, man. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, you sound like you're doing well as well. Uh, we'll start off by what I just said there at the top. You have just resigned with Impact Wrestling. Uh, tell me a little bit about how you came to the decision to keep Impact your home. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a tough uh, tough decision really on my part with you know with the direction that the, the company is currently going with. Um, you know, just with the, the total the total look of the company right now, between the locker room, you know, the boys in the back to the to the office to the front office, all the way to the top of the anthem. You know, it's a it's a, it's a good time right now, and you know, it's a place that I'm happy to call my home, and it's a place that I'm happy to to be a part of and uh, kind of take this step forward together. You know, right now we're all on the same page. We're you know, we're day by day, step by step, trying to take Impact Wrestling to that next level. And um, obviously, I'm clearly confident that we're going to be able to do that by uh, as I, I did just resign. So I'm happy to happy to stay and happy to be a part of Impact Wrestling. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting time for you in particular, Eddie. Because I mean, two years ago, I think most people would have thought of you as primarily uh, a tag team wrestler who's trying to transition. Now you are definitively a breakout single star. 
uh, an impact right now? I know that Eli Drake has been trying to get you to maybe tag with him, but I mean, where are your sights heading forward here with Impact? Are you entertaining a return to tag team wrestling, or do you want the the top title, the world championship? You know, it's you know, obviously the um, the main goal is always the championship, and it's always that world championship. I want to be. I want to be the guy, you know, on top. I want to be the guy with, you know, the company on my back going forward. But, hey, um, I'm not against whatever I need to do to get some gold, whatever I need to do to basically help the company, whatever I need to do um, going forward, I'm happy to do. Um, and, you know, what? I'm, I'm not against tagging. I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I built my career on. That's what I started out as, really. Right. Um, started making a name with myself through tag team wrestling with the Wolves. So um, it would it would be it would take a lot to get me to go back to tagging, you know, because I am I am enjoying what I'm doing right now. So um, I'm just looking forward to seeing you know where this company is going to go. Really, that's kind of that's kind of what it is, and if that involves me being uh, around that the world title, I'm happy to do that. If it involves me uh, doing some other fun stuff, I'm down with that too. You know, one of the things that's come up recently, in particular with the the Bucks over at AEW, is pushing the idea that tag team wrestling can be the main event. You know, you're obviously very comfortable in both divisions now. Um, do you see tag team wrestling as being capable of, you know, being the main event of a promotion? Oh, I've always felt that way. You know, there it's there's different times for different things, and I feel that you know, in one week it can be the world title, you know, main event the next week or the next month can be, you know, a tag team that uh, titles the main event. I feel that, you know, for a while that it had been lost, the tag team wrestling had been lost. And, you know, when me and David were tagging, we always wanted to be on that forefront. We wanted yeah. to be the forefront of tag team wrestling. And, uh, you know, it feels like it's gone through a little bit of rebirth and stuff like that with, you know, Lucha Brothers and LAX and obviously Young Bucks, like you said. Yeah. Um, so there's a, there's a good chance that, you know, now you can, you can be confident that this tag team match, this this tag team main event, is going to be a main event that people are happy with and and people are pleased with. And mm-hmm. I have no doubt that that that's something that could work. And I've always felt that way. I remember even back you know years ago when I first started, I had first met Kevin Kelly, and he had he had mentioned that you know um, you know they wanted to do even this independent company that we were doing, they wanted to do you know one night. Do a tag, do uh, the world title match. The next night, you do the the tag title match, and I feel that that's a that's a unique, but it's also a great way to go about uh, wrestling to kind of give the the best of both worlds to everybody. Yeah, no, I mean, and that's the thing is, I asked you because you guys, you and Davey were a little ahead of the curve. I feel like as far as you know, being one of those prominent standout tag teams, you know, especially when you guys were uh, uh, running roughshod over everybody. Uh, I, that's why I didn't know if you were maybe getting itchy or not. Right? It is just a very different time right now for tag team wrestling than it was a couple years ago you know yeah for sure and you know i'm always i'm up for whatever i'm i'm i think it's an exciting time in wrestling in general you know not obviously in the tag team you know area but wrestling the wrestling world right now is a uh, fun and entertaining place so i'm i'm looking forward to trying everything it's interesting because you know a lot of people would you know when I think of you and in, in the wolves I think of Ring of Honor uh, I thought of one of the one of the interesting stories here in the past couple of days is Madison Rain's decision to you know leave the Women of Honor division to come over and uh, be a knockout again. Um, what did you what were you surprised by that call? What do you think of Madison Rain uh, leaving ROH to come to Impact? Uh, you know I'm I'm happy that she's back in Impact Wrestling. She's 
you know, she was a mainstay for so long uh, and such a big part of the knockouts division, and the, the women's wrestling in general. So to be able to have her come back to impact, that's, you know, it's a huge pickup for us. And, you know, I'm obviously that's uh, the best thing for her and her, her career and her life right now. And uh, to come back to impact wrestling, I think it's going to, it's going to be nothing but uh, but good things. Yeah, you know, it is. It's like a land grab right now for talent with, you know, all of the quality promotions that are out there. You know, Impact, Ring of Honor, New Japan. Of course, there's AEW and WWE. You know, when you were coming to the decision to, you know, make Impact your home here for the next few years, uh, were you in talks with anybody else? Did you entertain them? Or are you dead set on remaining an Impact guy right now? Uh, you know, I'm, I have been Impact, and I wanted to be Impact. It's a place where I... Like I said, it's my home. It has been my home, and um, I wasn't re- I wasn't looking elsewhere. It was kind of just in talks with Impact to try to come to an agreement, and um, we did before my contract, before my deal was ever ever up. I was able to uh, we were able to come to an agreement and get it done. So uh, it worked out. It worked out nicely. I feel. Yeah, you know, and you, uh, you know, we talk about how vibrant it is. You know, your talks, Madison making, you know, the leap back to Impact now. How does it? Fe- I mean, just for you, how does it feel to be inside this? You know, reading the news each day, feeling the momentum. You know, you know, one day the winds go this way, one day the winds go the next way. You know, how does this feel for you right now? It's good. It's, you know, it was a great time. I feel, you know, I think it's a great time for the fans, but it's a, you know, it's a great time for for the wrestlers too. Um, you know, the, to watch. You know, I've been in wrestling for quite a while now, so I right. I see the ups and the downs, and I know there's there's peaks and there's valleys. And right now, it's one of those peaks I feel in wrestling. And, you know, it's best that we take advantage of it while we can between, you know, the wrestlers and the fans taking full advantage of this because, you know, unfortunately, there is going to be there's going to be another valley at some point. You don't know what it's going to be. So, hey, let's make the most of it while we can. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing is when you really started to break out in the pro wrestling scene, it was like just after, you know, all the Monday Night War stuff, right? And you rode through that and you kept the, yep. business, you kept the business fun. And here we are again. I mean, did you ever realistically think you'd get to be a part of a period that it is like right now? Or were you kind of losing hope a bit that we wouldn't get back to where we were in the 90s and early 2000s? Uh, you know, I th- I knew it would always get, at some point it would get back to that, to what it was. But I don't think anybody could have expected that uh, it would be the way it is now with, um, work, you know, the working relationships and, and people working, you know, companies working with other companies and wrestlers working with other companies and wrestling all over the place. I don't think anybody could have really seen that coming. Yeah. Um, and that, I think that adds a whole, you know, a whole nother layer of the, uh, the excitement and stuff. And you don't know, you know, you never know who's going to kind of show up or what matches you're going to be able to see. And, you know, there's matches that people thought they would never see that are now currently happening week after week. <laughs> For that, you know, that's a good thing. Yeah, no kidding. I think there was one one week period where I saw Lucha Brothers work four shows for four different promotions or something like that. It was crazy. Um, <laughs> um, you know, but you are you are Team Impact. You are act. You are actually Team Impact. You're going to be representing Impact at United We Stand, April fourth, Rahway, New Jersey. Of course, everybody's descending on a New York, New Jersey area here. WrestleMania weekend. You guys are going to take on Team Lucha Underground. Now, uh, four talents here: you, Moose, Cage, and uh, of course Morrison. What's it mean to you to be representing the company and being that you know close knit top? I would say top four talents there on that team. Well, yeah, you know, well, it's especially now, you know, it's kind of ironic that it just, you know I did just sign my new deal and 
Um, I am, like you said, I, you know, I am team impact. This is, this is my home is I am, I want to be, I want to be one of the guys associated well, or the guy, you know, associated with, um, impact wrestling. That's always been my goal to have, to be one of the top guys in the company and help, help bring it back to, you know, to what it was at one point to bring it back to that next level. And, um, I, you look at those, the four of us in that match, I find it hard to top it, you know, anywhere else in the world right now. So I'm, I'm very happy to be in that, in that group and on that list. You say, but it's a pretty volatile group. I mean, you and Moose don't, you guys have had a pretty, I mean, not pretty, very violent history over the past, you know, a couple months here. Um, You know, Morrison and Cage, they ain't exactly like BFFs. I mean, that's a pretty volatile group that they put together there. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be the interesting part. You know, talent, separate us, uh, you know, put, put, you know, all of us one-on-one, you're going to have some great matches and great talent, but then try to put us on the same team. That's, yeah, that's going to be interesting. So, uh, you know, it's just something we're going to have to deal with uh, going into the match and, you know, on that day, trying to be on the same page. And I, it's it's always so tempting to just hit Moose in the face or on the head with a kendo stick. So it's that will be the one thing I'll have to try to stop myself from doing. Well, and that, you know, if we're going straight up town for town, uh, I, I see us having the edge there. Yeah. Uh, well, lastly here, I was given a list of things uh, to ask you about and uh, or that or that I could ask you about. I, I, of course, asked you a couple of things that I wanted to ask you about. But, uh, you know, it says you're, you're a huge New England sports fan. Right. And yeah. I'm in Chicago and I grew up in Texas. Uh. So I'm Midwest. Um, and so I'm not like, you know. I, I kind of I don't like the Patriots, right? I, I think they're cheaters, and I think they cheat all the time. And the Robert Kraft story did nothing to to ease my love or hate of the Patriots. Um, how do you deal with uh, guys like me that don't like your sports teams? I see. Uh, I deal with it with they hate us because they ain't us. That's basically the, you know what I mean. That's the that's the motto around here. Between you know. We've had we've we've had obviously a great run, you know the Patriots especially, and the Red Sox as well. And you know we're, right now things are looking good for for our teams. But like I said, just like in wrestling, there's peaks and valleys. So I know how it feels to be, you know what I mean, like on the bottom of the barrel for every one of our teams. You know I remember I remember that time. I'm not that I'm not young enough where I only know the good times. So I I've been you know all the way down and now you know certain times all the way up so um and you know what i hate i hated the yankees i you know what i mean okay. like that's okay. just the way it is and the hate yankees have won and they won and they won and you know what i hated them and i understand the pe i understand people's hate for the doing the teams for especially for the patriots just because you know they're the patriots and they keep winning so i get it and i i would never um, blame somebody i would never blame somebody who's not from here for not liking the teams, but if you're from this area and you don't like teams, I have an extreme problem with you. Oh, man. It's just, you know, it's like, well, deflate, I don't really, I never really got into deflate gate, but when I heard how Belichick was just straight up like wiretapping the other team's headphones and microphones a couple years ago, I was like, what's going on here? That, that shouldn't be, that, this was, that, that's hearsay. That's all, that was never, nothing has been proven. Okay. All right. Well, the other stuff that just happened, I guess that is proven. I guess they got tapes of that. So anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Wow. Uh, Eddie, this was a real fun interview. Thank you very much. I got to get some more time with you here uh, sooner than later. Um, anything uh, you want to let everybody know where they can find you, follow you, all those great things out there? Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I'm just on Twitter right now. The Eddie Edwards on Twitter and 
you know, like we talked about, be sure to check us out. United We Stand uh, April 4th uh, in Rahway, New Jersey. And then we have the Rebellion pay-per-view or April 28th up in Toronto. So, you know, just keep following Impact Wrestling and, you know, check out my Twitter and everything and find out where I'm going to be. But and it's like we said, it's an exciting time in wrestling. And uh, I look forward to see where we're going. I hope we do get to talk soon again, man. Thank you all very much for tuning in. Thank you, Justin, for the uh, news chat at the top of the show. The talkie talk, as I like to chit call chat. it. <laughs> the chit news... chat. The talkie chit chat talkie talk. Now we just sound like we're robots. Beep poop. <laughs> anyway. Thank you, Phoenix. Thank you, Eddie Edwards. Uh, and thank you, uh, Impact Wrestling, for setting up that interview with Eddie. Um, uh, if you want to tune in tomorrow, not if you want to. What am I saying? Tune in tomorrow. We're going to end the week strong. <laughs> if, yeah, if you want to do it. Yeah. You know, your call, whatever. <laughs> if you got nothing better to do. <laughs> Sorry. I like started one thought and then another thought in my head came up and it, it just, that just came out wrong. Tune in tomorrow. We're going to end the week strong. Justin and I will be back. I've got two more interviews. <laughs> Dude. If all, if all the other podcasts you listen to decide not to put out an episode, yeah. come to us. Come on. Come on over. What's Alvarez doing? <laughs> come on. Post wrestling. Those guys. Come on. Just kidding. All th- all those people I like. Uh, tomorrow on the show, Justin and I are back. Two more interviews. I'm going to be talking to Chavo Guerrero, uh, who recently won an Emmy and a SAG Award for his work on GLOW. And I think that makes him like the most reputable wrestler to ever transition to Hollywood. I can't think of anyone else that's ever won those kind of awards from the world of pro wrestling, you know? No, that's, that's a good call. Yeah. So Shab will be here tomorrow. We're going to talk about that. And I also have a very candid conversation I did with my Warrior Wrestling co-commentator, Rich Bikini, uh, who was at MLW. It's very dumb. We talk a little wrestling, but we also talk like a bunch about the Simpsons and sports and other things. So uh, tune in tomorrow. Those will be a lot of fun. Also, of course, this Sunday is Fastlane. Continue to follow Wrestling Inc. for all of your coverage going into Fastlane. And then right after Fastlane, go over to the Wrestling Inc. YouTube channel for our post fast lane discussion uh and you can uh, join the chat room and and let everybody know what you thought about how great or how terrible the booking was at fast lane um justin uh what do you want to plug promote put over here to wrap up uh today's episode of the winkley i'm pretty sure our luxury suite for nxt takeover and for raw many a week are sold out but we still have spots left in the hall of fame suite so come do it up vip style food drink separate private entrance into the building uh, sit and listen to the speeches and do it in comfort. Uh, have that. That's, that's on TicketKingOnline.com. And also, again, the WrestleMania Day tailgate, uh, 55 bucks, all you can eat, all you can drink outside of MetLife Stadium. going to be fun for a few hours there. Uh, tickets or registration uh, while we still have spots left. So they are starting to fill up uh, registration for the tailgate. It can be found at tailgatejoe.com. All right, everybody. And I am at Wink Rebel over on Twitter. Give me a follow. I like to live tweet during shows and uh, post dumb photos the rest of the week. Uh, Thank you all very much uh, for tuning in. I'll talk to you tomorrow. And remember, if you winked, you didn't miss it.